people, we are here. Welcome, Matchroom Boxing YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed, like, subscribe, and all the other things that you're supposed to do. We're here in Monte Carlo ahead of a big night of boxing on Saturday, live on Sky Sports in the UK, live on DAZN across America, talking you through the card. This one here, Joe Caldina against Enrique Tinoco. Great fight. Joe Caldina has looked absolutely perfect at 135 pounds. Started his career at 130, moved up. Now Tony Sims, the team, feel like he should be at 130 pounds. Drops down to super featherweight to take on Enrique Tinoco. Tough, tough Mexican. Saw him go 12 rounds on late notice at 135 pounds with Devin Haney. You saw him go down to 126 pounds to fight Jordan Gill and stop him in the UK. This is a really, really tough fight for, for Joe Caldina, but he has looked absolutely perfect. I think he's going to look sensational on Saturday night in a very tough fight. Where are we? Huey Fury against Pavel Sauer. Huey Fury came to us last year. We were looking to get him into a position for fighting for the world title. What do we know? Huey Fury, Peter Fury, massive set of nuts. Don't give me a warm-up fight. Stick me straight in with Alexander Povetkin. Great fight at the O2. He fell short. Now looking to come back against Pavel Sauer. Should be too good for him. We saw Pavel Sauer give Jermaine Franklin a good fight on Showtime recently, but I expect him to win. Moving on, Zile Zhang, um, also on the card against Rudenko. Zile Zhang, 20-0, big Chinese heavyweight, great amateur. I saw him fight Joshua in the heavyweights. Also beat Andy Ruiz in the heavyweights as well. Um, had a year out looking to come back. Good win against Rodenko. We'd see him back in the world rankings. And if we've got a big, hard-punching heavyweight from China, oh my God, we have had it off. Moving on, the two main events of the night. Of course, we go to the first one. Cecilia Breakhouse, the first lady, the undisputed world welterweight champion, taking on Victoria Bustos. Bustos, the mandatory changer for the IBF title. We saw her give Katie Taylor 10 hard rounds in New York. Cecilia Breakhouse, like we said, has been absolutely perfect. 35-0, looking to set up a big undisputed fight between Katie Taylor and Cecilia Breakhouse in 2020. But Bustos fancies it. She comes with Natalia Rivera and the OR promotional team. Really fancy this fight. Pressure on Cecilia Breakhouse to look good and also defend her undisputed crown. The main event is an absolute cracker. A cracker. If you know your boxing, you know that Butayev against Bespoutin could be fight of the year. You've got two unbeaten Russians. As amateurs, though, had over 750 fights between them. Nice bit of needle between the camp. You've got World of Boxing with Butayev and Andre Rybinski. You've got Igis Klimas and Top Rank um, with Bespoutin. A must-must-win fight for both. The, the vacant, regular 147-pound WBA world title on the line. You see Manny Pacquiao just held this title, what, six months ago. Butayev against Bespoutin is an absolute war of a fight, and I can't wait for that. Do not miss it. We've got a big night of boxing Saturday in Monaco before we head to Saudi Arabia for one of the biggest fights of the century, Joshua Ruiz. Enjoy, people. Oscar Bevis for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. I'm here today, Ultimate Boxer 6, the heavyweights, joined by Mr. Dean White. How are you, sir? How you doing, sir? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Um, let's talk a little bit about Ultimate Boxer 6, the heavyweights. Obviously, it's not the highest level of heavyweights, but that's sort of the point of the competition. You've got a few more guys 
admitted he used to be he started his career as a journeyman yeah. a couple young kids in there a few good backstories mm. bit of an interesting one listen do you know what for me it looks really exciting you've got the main man the mad Sofoloski in there you know what I mean listen with Sofoloski in there anything can happen he's the man that's going to put the spanner in a lot of works he's in there, a you know scary what I mean? geezer he, he means business so I remember when my, my bro Dillian fought him and he was swinging for the rafters he caught deal with a nice shot and then I think Dill turned up the notches a few uh, notches and got him out of there. But I mean, he's upset the apple cart on many occasions, many of prospects. Like he said, listen, I don't talk much. I fight. I want to fight now. <laughs> and he fight everyone up there. So as you saw, listen, he means business. Jonathan Pilata is the favourite. Jonathan's my guy. He looks good, talks well. And, uh, you know, hopefully he does well as well. But, you know, I, I can't wait to see that fight. I'm hoping him and Sofoloski in the final in an absolute barnstormer. That would that would that would put Ultimate Boxer on the map, you know, have a, a, a heavyweight tournament there and have a, a real real dust up with those two going at it for three rounds, you know what I mean? And uh, the strongest uh, man will be left standing. So yes, it's good. Like you said, there's a few boys up there I've never seen in my life, and uh, obviously Webb's up there. He lost to Sofoloski, and uh, and uh, and, uh, and uh, there's a few other guys. There's a few other guys up there, but it's going to be interesting, you know what I mean? Make the best man win. Okay, um, Dillian announced he'll be fighting Marius Wack on the Saudi Arabia card. He sort of brought, made his own Saudi Arabia announcement a couple of weeks ago. We sort of knew he'd be fighting on it. It was just more <laughs> yeah. about who would be fighting. Um, yeah, Marius Wack. Yeah, Marius Wack. He's a veteran in the game. He's been in there with the likes of Klitschko and uh, Jerome Miller and um, a list of who's who, you know what I mean? Obviously, the last few fights he's lost by knockout. He's not as... Um, as drawbacks as it was before, and to be honest, it weren't knockout knockouts. It was you know TKO standing or the ref you know jumped in and so on. So for me, I think we'll get a few rounds out of him, and hopefully um, you know we can get a spectacular knockout to to show Dylan White is back. You know, it means business. And you know now the card in Paulie, what's happening? I said now now the card in um, now the now, now the card in um, now, now the card in um, Saudi looks quite stacked. You got Hunter. On there, you've got uh, Little on there, you've got Joshua Ruiz, you've got Dylan and what. So there's there's loads of other guys. So I think it's an interesting card and hopefully it lives up to what it is in Saudi Arabia. I want to address a couple of things I've heard people say online. Um, people are saying that Dillian has potentially faced a ban for the failed drug test and that's why he's been back now and it's all been kept under wraps. Nah, I can't comment on that anyway, but... No? Only because it's something that seems to come along with every Dillian announcement now, which is obviously where Dillian was, it seems to be quite disappointing. Mm, well, listen, let Dillian, you, you talk to Dillian and the rest of the guys about that, but anything to do with um, his issue with the, the, the sample, really I can't comment on, you know what I mean? And he's been advised not to really talk about it, but he was never banned and he could have competed at any stage. So, you know, he just took this opportunity now. So, you know. Okay, um, Saudi, you're going out on Sunday. <laughs> for a massive media week, everyone's going to be there. Yeah, it's going to be um, crazy. Sort of whole boxing world and the whole sporting world is going to be focused on Saudi Arabia. Joshua mm -hmm. Ruiz. It's going to be. It's going to be. It's huge. Going to be Give me a prediction. As we get nearer, do you feel like? Do you know, it changes. It changes yeah. all the time. You know, in terms of like, not it changes. Like, you know, what I look at is this. Ruiz done a hell of a job on June the first to become the first Mexican champion. And he upset the apple cart in, in such a mega, mega fashion. Um, and now Joshua's gone back to the drawing board in terms of reevaluating himself and saying to himself, you know, there's things I didn't do. Maybe I inadvertently 
underestimated him, you know, of change of opponent. Because obviously, to face Miller, who was 315 pounds or whatever he was, he needed to be a little bit more bulky, a little bit more muscle to, you know, to deal with, with that kind of strength. And obviously, um, when you're that muscular, it takes a lot of blood and oxygen to, you know, compete and move around with someone like that. Um, so, it, 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 I think the different styles... And I don't know, there was lots of rumours about what went on in sparring and whatnot, but he didn't look himself. For me now, what I look at is he's lost a lot of muscle, he's come down in weight, he's drafted in many, many, many different styles of sparring partners and vigorous training stuff. Um, I noticed that he seemed to have someone who was in there that was possibly maybe a wrestling coach because he couldn't handle... The, 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 the holding aspect. If you look, I've even watched it this morning where he was caught with shots and he didn't know how to hold and you know turn them and lean on them and use his weight. Um, so I saw he, he, he looked like he brought someone in. He's brought out Angel Fernandez in yeah. there as another coach, as someone who can work on because Angel works on a lot of drills. As you see with Isaac Chamberlain, if you watch his stories, he works on loads of drills. So he's, he's bringing him. So you can see he's taking it very, very seriously. Listen. People are stating that this is the end of Anthony Joshua if he loses. So, you know, for him, he's like, listen, this is only the beginning. And he said, even if he does lose, he's going to fight until he's 50. I don't know if he actually means that, so, you know, wholeheartedly. But I mean, listen, he means business anyway. So, you know, he's, um, how you doing, bud? Yes, you good? Um, so he's, he's taking this seriously and um, he's not messing about and he's pulling out all the stops. Can it all gel together so quickly is the answer what we're all going to wait and see. It's only been six months or maybe four months of preparation and bringing everything together. Some things will, will gel and some things won't. We're going to find out only a short time away, only eight days left and we'll find out. I'm going to be rooting for um, Joshua as a British guy. I want him to do well and bring the belts back here because there's mega fights here for my bro, for Fury and even Deontay Wilder we can bring across the pond and bring him to Wembley and have some mega fights. Um, we want here to be the mecca of stuff, you know what I mean? We don't want it to go across the pond because if it goes there without him and Deontay Wilder, it's going to be hard as hell to get them belts yeah. back here. So listen, I'm going to be wishing him all the best him and his team. Um, it is a hard one. My mind swings with pendulums in terms of, I'm saying Joshua, I think he'll be better prepared and he might get a knockout. Um, and then I still think that Andy Ruiz is going to come in and he's going to be so, so super confident because now he's come down in weight also and he's going to believe that he can do it. And, I, you know, he's going to say, listen, I'm the champ and I'm, the, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the champ and I'm looking to stay. So he's going to he had a great game plan in the first fight, going to the body early and then going up to the head and so on. So let's see what happens. But like you said, we're going to have a crazy media frenzy inside Saudi Arabia. And uh, I think the pendulum will swing back and forward with a lot of people um, throughout. But um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with Joshua in the, in the long haul. How much of a predicament is he in when you consider that his game plan was pretty much spot on until he got clipped by Ruiz. He was keeping him at range and Ruiz was, like you said, frying to the body, but Joshua was in control of the fight. But also, did you need to go out there, go forward, put a statement out? Do you know what? In, 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 Is the win just that important? That I think him just it's not worth taking any risks. the win in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a fashion where he knows that he needs to be... Um, more calculative in terms of his approach. Going out and just swinging for the rafters, I don't, I don't advise that would be a good plan because, you know, he done that and you saw what happened when he, he came up second in a lot of the exchanges with um, Ruiz. But obviously, I think he was still mentally tough and was tough because he got up on four occasions. And so we've got to look at that, you know what I mean? People say, oh, he quit, 
but he managed to get up four times. That's not a quitter's mentality and a quitter's heart, you know what I'm saying? He got up on all the occasions. Even when the judge said, the ref said he's waved it off, his face was, there was a bit of condensation, there was a bit of, like, no, what do you mean? And then he just kind of backed up and said, you know what, it is what it is, it weren't my night. But I think, for me, I just feel like he needs to be smart. And I feel what he needs to do is keep that distance. And I think the longer the rounds go on, in terms of him and his fitness, because there's always been a question over his fitness, I think he might get Ghana more um, confidence because obviously he was stopped in the seventh round. If he can get past the seventh round and his fitness is still going great, I think he'll garner more um, confidence in that. You know what I mean? Some people say he should walk forward and try and get Ruiz out of there, but I, I'm, I'm not sure if that's a great game plan he should try to um, put together. I think he should be smart, box from long, and uh, pick him off and just keep it nice. Only um, if he gets him, you know, really hurt, he wants to step it up a little bit, but very calculated and smart. Don't rush him because you saw what happened. When you get hurt, you're a wounded animal, you're going to swing for the fences. You know what I mean? Okay, did you catch Smith Ryder? I did, you know. And you know the maddest thing? I'm a very, very big, big fan of Callum Smith and I've always praised him highly in the Smith brothers and stuff. I do like them boys and what they've done for boxing as a boxing family. But that fight for me, I don't really know much about Ryder, I'm not going to lie, I've seen him a few times. I did probably feel like he might have nicked it slightly, if, if truth be told. A lot of people are questioning, you know. Do you think it was a close fight, full stop? Uh, yeah, I felt it was yeah. a close fight because he was pressing that action. Callum didn't look himself, he had an off night, but what, luckily for him he managed to come away for the win. You know that Joshua had an off night and he lost, he managed to get away and he goes back to the drawing board. He can't go in there and face the likes of Canelo and perform like that. For him, is sort of obviously the Canelo is the biggest fight, but for him, is that a fight that you can really see him winning? Uh, do you know what? Before that fight, I, I had him as a, quite a favourite, but you know, everyone's entitled to an off night. If you can win ugly, it's a win, it's a win, it's a win. In the history books, they're not going to remember the effort John Ryder put in. They're just going to look in the column, it's going to have the W. So for him, he needs to go back and reevaluate himself. Possibly even, it could be that he was weight drained because to me on the scales he did look a bit gaunt and look, looked a bit drained. That could have been something against him, but he just couldn't keep John Ryder off. So imagine the likes of Canelo pressing him and moving forward and pushing and pushing. It's a hard one, but you know what? I'm always, I'm going to back him because like I said, I like them Smith brothers. And How would you I, see him against Billy Joe after a performance like that? That's an excellent fight as well, but Billy Joe Saunders is an excellent fighter as well and moves really, really well. Southport, he's going to give anyone nightmares. All right, just finally, Wilder Ortiz. Listen, is it quite, is it quite comforting for the heavyweight division to know that there is a blueprint to beat Deontay Wilder? Everyone knows the blueprint, but like Deontay Wilder says, he only needs to be good two for seconds two seconds, yeah. to be right for the two seconds, and you need to be, you know, spot on for the twelve rounds. And, and you know, it's it's been that case throughout. Everyone knows. Look. What's um, Spielker was a, a prime example. Southport was beating, boxing his head off and got caught. There's a lot of fighters that have fought him and gone in there and, and ended up the same way, you know. But I think for him, you know, I think what happened with Ortiz, because it was like about 10 seconds to the end of the round, I think he switched off and he weren't moving his head at, at that time. And then he got caught with a big shot and he got, you know, he got bloody put to sleep in horrendous fashion, you know what I mean? But listen, Wilder, we need to give him credit. Listen, he's 42 and oh, 41 knockouts. A hell of a record. Dustbin guys, cab drivers, um, Still pizza putting chefs. To sleep. It doesn't matter who it Still is. Putting He's putting sleep, those yeah. guys comatose to sleep. And you know what I mean? There's not a lot of people who can do that because even on off nights, some people still go the distance with them and still have, you know what I mean, winning records. But he has been baptising those boys with that equaliser. And listen, he's a nightmare for anyone. He doesn't have the skills to pay the bills, but he sure has the power to flatline any sucker.
A lot of people have been putting him sort of up amongst some of the greatest and biggest punches in heavyweight history. Can he's, you back he, that? He's, he's right up there. But listen, you know what you've got to look at in the olden times, you can't really compare because those boys fought different calibre of guys. I know he's fought Ortiz twice and he's fought um, Fury once. You've got to give him credit for that. Those are top, top boys. But the rest of the 39 other opponents, you know, they weren't really at, at, at the draw. Stavern, what a joke, went straight into the punch. Dominic Brazil, another one, walked straight into the punch. You know what I mean? Not the greatest. And those boys are quite tough and durable boys, but I just felt they maybe went in there with the wrong energy. They made Wilder get under their skin and forget about their game plan, thinking they're going to come forward, but they forgot about that Alabama power boy. <laughs> one thing Fury won't do is let Wilder get under his skin. Fury is the man yeah. to confuse him and, and discombobulate him. That's going to be a good fight, but... It, 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 it Would you favour Fury in that fight? Excuse me, I definitely favour Fury because he boxed his head off last time, didn't get the decision. Um, it's either going to be Wilder's going to have a bit more confidence and he's going to know that Fury can't hurt him. He's either going to walk forward and take more chances because he, you know, he was probably a bit um, sketchy in the beginning. But then, then you've got Fury who came from like nearly a three-year layoff. Now he's had a few more fights. He'll be more confident also that he's saying, you know what, I've took his best shots and got up and rise from the ashes. So it's an interesting one. Yet again, um, I'm going to back Fury on that but yeah again I wouldn't be surprised if Deontay Wilder got a knockout but Fury is a hell of a mover and boxer and he's got it from them two punches but I'm going to go with him and I want him to go out there and bring the belts back man listen I'm back in the U my UK guys anytime you ask me virtually there's only a few that I might go against the green but I'm always going to back the boys Dean thank you very much for giving me some of your time and Thanks I will see much, you man. in Birmingham top man Andrew McCarthy, IFL TV in association with MTK Global. I'm here in beautiful Monaco with me. I've got Hugh Fury. Hugh, you've been out here two times, three times now? I've been out here a few times. Uh, I say family uh, had a home out here. So, yeah, I've had a lot of training camps out of, uh, in France and uh, boxed once here before as well. It's my first time in Monaco and I must admit I'm, uh, I'm loving it. So yeah, it's a beautiful place. You've got sure. a, a good fight on Saturday night against uh, Pavel Sauer. I mean, Quite an unknown heavyweight, but how much have you and Peter, your dad looked at him? I don't really know that much about him, but it's, uh, it's a fight, so I'm looking forward to it. A fight's a fight for you. I mean, you, yeah, you, your dad and all that's been saying this all these years. I'm a fighting man, a fight's a fight. So, but, I mean, this is, it's about getting in the wing column again for you because you put up a great performance against Povetkin, guys like Joseph Parker as well. You've, you've went all the way out to Bulgaria to fight. Uh, Pulev. Pulev. I was going to say Putin there, but Pulev. I mean, you fought some of the... <laughs> You fought some of the big names in the heavyweight division and people sometimes forget that you've just turned 25. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 100%. So listen, it's all about timing and uh, having the right fights and now it's uh, timing coming back. So, like I say, get us fired away. Nice win before Christmas and uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward now to building back up and getting back in the mix. When you say back in the mix, are you sort of like 
but to just go back to the Bevetkin fight, if you'd got the win against Bevetkin, you could be, are you sort of, not so much kicking yourself, but are you, in the back of your mind, you're thinking, I could have been out there in Saudi fighting some of these, like the Michael Hunters and all the big names in the heavyweight division, another big name? Are you sort of, yeah, 100%, but it's all about timing, every actual reason. So, like you said, they're going to see a big difference in this fight, and I'm just looking forward now. Uh, and it'll shut a lot of people up, so I'm just looking forward to getting back in the mix and getting this fight away. Let's talk about this fight Saturday night. You said you're looking to put on a good performance. Can we expect a stoppage from yourself against somebody like Sauer? Yeah, that's 100%. You're going to see, like you say, Sauer's a tough fighter. He's a tough opponent, so we'll see. Hopefully, we can get a good few rounds out of him. I mentioned your age being like you're only 25 years old. I mean, for me, it seems like you've been around forever. It's like I know. You, uh, uh, when I think of you, I think is this guy 35 years old? He's been around so long. I may be lucky. <laughs> and, uh, no, we've uh, yeah, we've had a lot of experience and can't be experienced. So uh, now it's just time to put it all into place. How close are you from another world title shot? Do you believe? This is not far at all. Like I say I've had all the best experience whatsoever. Now it's just piecing it all together and uh, fixing the things what we've been through the fights and we've uh, seen like you said in the previous interviews it's not for the fact of uh, I'm not good enough to win these fights it's I've been doing it myself I've been let down to it so you're going to see on uh, Saturday night a big difference and uh, yeah from then just fires up Are you going to be watching the Saudi card next week? I mean it's quite stacked with heavyweights up and down the card I think Dylan White, Hunter, Povetkin, obviously Joshua and Andy Ruiz I mean, these are guys that potentially in 2020 you could be facing. So you'll be watching the card with interest. Yeah, 100%. I'll be looking at the fight, and uh, yeah, it'd be uh, good to see. Which which fight? Which heavyweight? Right at this moment in time. Obviously, you you you're fighting man. Like you say, you'll fight anybody. But there's got to be somebody out there you're thinking I'd love to fight that guy. You got one? I you say whoever's got the balance. Who's <laughs> got the belt? Good answer. I mean, can I get your opinion on uh, Joshua and Ruiz? I mean, obviously a tough loss for Joshua back in June. Do you believe where? Uh, so, like I say, it's, I believe Joshua can do it um, if he sticks to his uh, boxing, don't get involved in a fight. But if he gets involved in a fight again, uh, I reckon Ruiz, because obviously, but uh, is Ruiz going to be the same fight as he let the money get to him? As he, as he still got the same hunger? So it's all, it's like I say, it is a 50-50 fight once again. I mean, it's good that you said Joshua, because like you said, you'll fight anyone with the belt, so Hugh Fury versus Joshua. <laughs> all in the future now, yeah, get these fights and I'll, uh, I'll be right up there. I know that you're, you're, I've interrupted your dinner, so I must admit, but one final question, I've got to talk about uh, Wilder's fight the other weekend there, last weekend against Ortiz. I mean, last interview I'd done with you, you said to me that Wilder hits like a meal. I mean, we saw that again. I mean, how do you how do you beat somebody like Wilder? I mean, with that right hand, it's like, can you stay away like from that say, for 12 yeah, rounds? Yeah, 100%. That's all he has got. He's just got a big punch. And nothing more than that, but uh, he is a very vulnerable uh, Wilder is um, basically a boxer's dream. But he's uh, just got he's just got power. You can't switch off from Deontay uh, Wilder for one second. I won't keep you much longer. I've got to say thank you because uh, your lovely family's here, and I've interrupted your dinner. But uh, no I do apologise. But thanks for this faithful TV hey, view, and I'll see you tomorrow well, night. Thank you, you tomorrow. very much. Thank you. It's special. Ruiz Jr. vs. Joshua 2 Brought to you by Beats by Dr. Dre
So Gillian, you're back in action in Saudi Arabia. What was your first reaction when they told you that you were appearing on this bill? I was just like, you know me, man. I don't need much, um, much convince when it comes to fighting. I was just like, well, all right, um, how long is it? Um, okay, well, I've been training. Um, I got enough time to just nail my nuts to the wall for a few days and just crack on. So yeah, you know. And heavyweight world will be watching you on December the seventh. Mm. They're watching the main event, but they'll be watching you as well. How does that feel? Um, no, man, you know me, I just accept it. I just approach every challenge the same. You know, um, whether Parker, Rivas, Cesura, Melanius, Marius Watt, I just try and prep the same for all of these guys. Obviously, I have less time for Watt than I did all those other guys, but, you know, you know, man, you know, um, coming to fight, you know me, man, I always, you know, I'll leave it, I'll leave it in the ring as, as I always do, man. And Marius Black, he's proven his grit in the past. Will it mm. take something brutal to stop him? Well, you know, he's a tough guy. He's a very tough guy. He's very experienced. He knows to look after himself and his game. And he knows what this opportunity for him means, beating me. So I'm expecting a tough, strong Marius Wack, you know, but obviously um, it's, it's, it's my time now, man. You know, it's my time. You've spoken, about, to go. you've spoken about what that opportunity means to him. What does the opportunity mean for you? Crack another skull and get closer to 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 fighting for a world title, you know. You know, it's, it's very important. So it's, it, obviously, it's a good learning fight for me because Wack is very experienced. He does, from a boxing point of view, he does everything good. He jabs well, he moves well, throws a good straight right hand down the middle and stuff like that. And he's very durable and he's a very credible guy. He's four um, top contenders. So, you know, what more can I ask for? Have you already played out this fight in your mind and, and how it ends? Um, not really, but you know me, I, I come with maximum violence to the ring, you know, I, I come to put work in, man, you know, and nothing, nothing is different, I change, you know, I mean, I'm going to try and um, bring as much pain as I can bring. And afterwards, Anthony Joshua faces Andy Ruiz Jr. in the main event, you'll be watching closely. What's going to happen in that fight? <sighs> man, you know, I, I, I don't know, man. You know, I, I hope that um, Joshua um, get over what happened and put the things that he said was wrong, right? And I hope he can um, improve and move on from, from what happened in June and, um, and win. You know, I want him to win because it's good for me, it's better for him, it's better for British boxing. And it's been a long time since British boxing's had so much top heavyweights on top, so I really do hope he wins. You know, um, Wandy Ruiz is. You know, I know that he's always been tough, but he just showed something in that fight that um, you know, he showed durability and he showed hand speed and toughness and very good and, and high coordination. He was doing little things in the fight, setting little things up and stuff like that. So hopefully, you know, I just hope Josh haven't listened to too much of the, the stuff people are telling him oh, he needs to lose weight, he needs to do this, he needs to change this. Because sometimes when you take too much of that negativity on board, it can take you away from your main strength. And, one, and his main strength is being big and strong and powerful and being better in physical condition than most guys he fought. You know, and at his heaviest and his more powerful as he hit Andrews with some big punches. I'm going to put it my way, so hopefully him losing weight and going down doesn't affect. Say you're in the corner, ding ding, you come out against Andy Ruiz Jr. What would you be doing? I just use my jab. I have early doors, I just jab him. I just jab, oh. I, you know, I just jab him, move around, jab him, move around. Sid Ruiz, he's a tough guy. You start rattling enough punches straight away. So those guys in that Cesaro, they got that thing inside them. The more you hit them, they just throw back. It's, it's like an automatic instinct. 
What Joshua needs to do is drag the fight out, use his feet and his range, drag the fight out, get his jab going, you know, and hold him as well. You know, holding's a part of defense as well. You know, it's all good using your feet all the time. You get his jab going and hold him, tie him up, make it a boring fight, and then clip him when he's unaware. You know, get him to get out of that fight because he's gonna have a lot of fire in his belly. Get get that out of him. You know, that's like when I fought Derek. You know, I mean, I hurt him in the first round. My instincts is go in and kill and kill and kill, but then my mind and my mentality and maturity say, listen, Derek's a tough man, he's not ready yet. He's the kind of guy you need to draw him out, drag him out and set him up late in the fight because that's what Takam did to him. Takam hurt him and went in, knock out, you know. So I just, you need to buy your time with some fighters and break them down and play different psychological games with him and give him different looks and different range and height and stuff throughout the fight, you know. And I think that's what he needs to do. You said you, you hope he wins. Do you think he wins? It's heavyweight boxing, man. What, what can I say? You know, I, I can't say, yeah, he's going to win and this and that, but I don't know. I hope he wins. You never know. You know, sometimes fighters lose, it makes him stronger. Sometimes fighters lose, it makes him weaker. When I lost, it made me stronger, you know? And then you see other guys that's lost and they made him weaker. And I, I don't know. So I, I, I don't know what's in his mind, what's going on in camp. I don't know what was going on before. I don't know. There's lots of things that... that no one knows, only he truly knows, so I can't, you know, I hope he wins, I want him to win, but whether he win or not, it's a different thing. If he does know? lose, do you think he'll carry on and will that rematch of you still happen? I hope it does, you know, I, everything you just hope, hope at the minute, you know, I don't know, I don't know, you know, I don't know where he is in his life, what's going, you know, um, you know, I don't know, boxing's a hard, dangerous game and some people do it for a while, they get to some place then they just think, you know what? I'm going to chill out now. But I hope he does. I hope he does. Win, lose, or draw, I'll still like to rematch with him. Even if he loses his next 10 fights, I'll still like to rematch with him. Can't see him walking away. Well, I don't know. But hopefully he doesn't. And back to you. There's talk of world titles being vacated. What's the idle scenario for you in 2020? World title fight of some sort, some way? The WBC forced Wilder to fight me. You know, I know they're trying to make a fight happen, but Wilder don't want to fight for some reason. Wilder keeps running and keeps hiding. You know, he said he was going to make me wait two, three years, and that's exactly what's happened. How is that fight going to happen? I don't know, maybe I just need to jump him in a, in, in a bar or something and just smash him to bits and just steal his title and run off. You know, just punch him up and take the belt and run off into the night. You've done a lot of hard work with the WBC. There's, there's other belts in there. Would, would you go for other belts? Could you be lured into fighting for the IBF or the WBO? Chisora might get a WBO title fight. Whoever won it can, can get it, man. It's simple as that, is it? I'm up for a title fight. I just, I just want to fight the best, man. Whether it's IBF, I just want to fight the best. Whoever the best fighter is, I just want to fight the best, man. That's all I want to do. I want to, just, I want to fight the best fighters, you know. Um, I've been chasing the world title for a long... I was meant to fight the entire world, I think, February or March next year. And, you know what I mean? It, it's just, you know, it's just... It's, just, it's frustrating and it's, it's, it's annoying and stressful that I've worked so hard. And it's, you know, it's just, it's just it's annoying, man. Every time I talk about it, I just want to just... Just, 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 just go off on one, man. But you know, yeah. In life, you have to be calm and and, and, and composed sometimes, you know. There's talk of Chizora potentially facing Usyk for WBO belt. Does he deserve it? And if he got it, would you want that trilogy? It, listen, I'll I'll fight Chizora, jump off a hat if he was WBO champion. But you know, boxing, boxing's a crazy sport, man. You know, who else deserves a world title shot in any division than me? No one else, you know. If Derek gets a real title shot before me, that's insane. It doesn't matter what belt it is. 
you know? It's my what belt is, you know what I mean? Anyone that is a realtor, a shot, it's me, but, you know, boxing is frustrating and stressful, man. But, you know, I'm, main thing for me is just trying to stay focused, keep my head down, keep grafting, and my team's working hard behind the scenes, trying to make sure I'm all right, trying to make sure I'm in a good place, trying to make sure they do strategic things and stuff to keep me in the centre of boxing. It's difficult, man. Perfect scenario. You, you beat Marius Fack. What happens in 2020? What, if you were to pick the fights, when they happen, what they're for, what would you say? I want to fight Deontay Wilder. I just want to fight him because, you know, I want to fight him. He, he, you know, I've done everything. I've done everything. And they just, for some reason, something keeps happening to put the fight forever and forever. I just want to fight him. Whatever, you know. What do you see in him, him that others don't? Others may shy away from him. You want to go straight for him. What do you see that, that makes you think, I'm going to take that title off him? He, you know what? He can punch. But he's very, he, he's timid and he's a bit all over the place when he fights. Obviously, he, he can punch, but I'm not someone who just get banged over with one punch and, and stay down, you know. And, and fighting him, I'll prepare, I'll, I'll, I'll expect to get tagged, you know. I will train to avoid it, but I just believe that, I just believe there's something in me that he's seen and I know that's a problem for him, you know. Whether it's the body punches, or it's the tenacity, and it's just the sheer aggression that I will bring. And I won't be scared of him. I'm not scared of him. I'm not scared of him. I'm not going to be there laughing like, oh, yeah, yeah, and doing all this bomb squad stuff. Like, that stuff doesn't mean nothing to me. You know, he's, um, he's a, just a tall basketball player from Alabama. He's a working McDonald's, you know? He's not, he goes like he's this street kid and this bad boy, and like, he's none of that. That's just a fake persona he puts on, and that's why he says stuff like, oh, my alter ego and all that. That's nonsense. What growing man goes around screaming, oh, when I shot bomb squad, I turn into my alter ego and I turn to someone else. It's nonsense. You know, it's, it's crap. It was the perfect ending, Wilder laying prone on the canvas and you have that WBC belt in 2020? There's many possibilities. Many possibilities. The hope so, you know, we was meant to be, for, we'd meant to fight for WBC long time ago, ages ago. But you never know, man. We hope, we hope so, you know, hopefully my team We've been to fight, I think, February or March, I think, this year, you know. But let's see, man, let's see. You know, the perfect energy next is be world champion. Whichever governing body is just be world champion. Obviously, I'm WBC interim world champion at the minute, you know. So let's see what happens. Let's bring it back to Marius Vak, a final word on him. Will we see the usual trademark Dillian White fireworks on December the 7th? Um, I'm coming to fight, man. You know, I'm always, I'm always coming to fight, you know. I'm, there's a few little improvements you guys will see here and there, you know what I mean, and stuff, but I always come to fight, man, you know. Um, my A plan is to go to war, and my B plan is to go to war. I'm a C plan, you know, I'm sure if Mark's A, but where is he? Okay, it's all right. Yeah, my A plan is always war, it's just, just, just to keep bringing it, you know what I mean? If he was there, he would have been like, ah, oh, deal, you know. It's, uh, my A plan is to go to war, man, you know what I mean? Obviously, you know, wax stuff, he, 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 you know what I mean? He's, tough, he's Polish, he's got a lot of pride, he's a big guy. Strong never been done before. It'd be nice if I can put him put him away, you know?